This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I just want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. And this is Alana Ulifu. I hope you all had a wonderful week. And yeah, I'm very excited about this next week lying ahead. And my message today that I really just feel in my heart I want to share with you is why were you born? I'm sure many of you ask the question, you know, what is the purpose of my life? Where am I heading? What has God got installed for me? And, um, you know, I think so many times we, you know, we wonder, you know, there must be something more, there's something greater out there for me. So today I want to start off by reading um, Psalm 139 to know that you are unique. You know, God has created you and I with purpose. We're not just breathing air. We, you know, God has got a great plan for our lives. So let me start off with reading Psalm 139. It says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me too lofty for me to attain. And then when it goes to um, um, verse 13, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that well, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depth of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book. Before one of them came to be, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Where I, where I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. Isn't this such a beautiful scripture when I think about God? He knitted you in your mother's womb. You are made for a reason. God had chosen you for a purpose, his purpose. And God is such a good God. You know, we were all created for purpose from the beginning of time. We were not born by coincidence or by mistake. God himself created us in our mother's wombs. God is the giver of life. And the fact that we are breathing is because God has still destined us for great things. The fact that you are still alive means that God still has a purpose for you. And as I read in in Psalm 139, for you created my inmost being, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. We were created unique. You know that no one in this world looks exactly like you or me. They don't think the way we think. They don't see the world the way we see it. And you know, God has... Um, created us so uniquely, so differently. You know, even our handprints are different. And in Psalm 13, 1 to 4, it says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. 
You perceive my thoughts far away. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. And isn't that beautiful that God knows everything? He knows the beginning from the end. You know that God himself even chose our families. He knew the environment and the circumstances we would grow up in. He chose that. It wasn't a coincidence. He chose our parents who have unique qualities to raise us in a certain way that we develop our gifts and our talents to accomplish his purpose and his will in our lives. You know, the truth is that we live in a fallen world. And, you know, some of you might say, you know what, I I didn't have such a, a great childhood. Why did God place me in that family? You know, the devil's plan is to destroy our God-given destiny, purpose and identity from the day of conception. You know, The devil already knows that you are born for a purpose and for a time such as this. But you know what? Despite our past, God is a redeemer and a restorer of what was stolen. And he will use what the devil intended for our harm to work it out for our good. And you can read that in Genesis 50 verse 20. For example, think about the hardship Maybe the trials, maybe you've been through abuse, whatever it may be, whatever you've endured in your life, you know that that could contribute to your greatest strength. You know, hardship helps us to recognize and identify similarities in in other people. You know, um, going through the same situation that you might have been through or I might have been through. And sometimes God develops a character in us. Sometimes it's compassion or to be able to sympathize, to be able to comfort people. You know, we might have been exposed to things that may have given us discernment and understanding in areas that other people may not have had. I mean, I just think about a a silly example of... um, Maybe someone that ends up at Formula One. I mean, they might have grown up in a family where their dad was a mechanic. I'm just giving a silly example. And from little, they are able to put cars together. And that thing might be become the greatest gift or greatest talent, um, you know, in their future. So wherever God places you, wherever you are, it's for a purpose, whether it's for a season or for a time. You know, God has got uh, seasons for every area of our lives. You know, God knows what we've been through. You know, he knows our past. He knows the future. He even knows the sins that we battle with. So nothing is to him a surprise. You know, if we allow him, he will even take our brokenness and use it to create something beautiful. And I remember calling out to God one day when I was just really, really down. And I said to the Lord, you know what, God, I am so broken. How can you ever use me? And the Lord gave me a vision of a broken pot. And this broken was a clay pot. And I saw that the clay pot was kind of, you know, glued together. But in between the clay pot, there was like these missing pieces. And in between, I could see a light shining through. And I just felt that the Lord was saying that even in your brokenness, my light can shine through you. 
you know, God can work with us no matter how broken we may seem. He can put the pieces back together. And you know what? It will look like an original piece of art. In Psalm 8, it says, What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? You see, God is interested in us. He wants us to be the best that we can be in him. You know, we don't know our purpose. If When we don't know our purpose in life, you know, sometimes we may feel like something is missing or that life is meaningless. You know, we instinctively know, we all instinctively know that we were created for something far greater than what we are experiencing. But we are not always sure of what it is. And we are, you know, many of us have tried many things and sometimes it doesn't really work out. But only the maker knows the purpose he created you for. Therefore, it is only in him and through him that we can discover who we really are. So think about that thought and let's take a short music break and then we'll come back to what does it mean to have purpose. Welcome if you just tuned in to Radio K Pulpit, it's Alana Oliphir and I've just been chatting about why were you born? You know, so many of us question, God, why am I here? What is my purpose? And so I've just been chatting about that God has a purpose for each and every one of us. The fact that you're alive, the fact that you're breathing means that there's purpose. You know, wherever you are, God has placed you here for a time such as this. So what does it mean to have purpose? You know, purpose gives meaning to our lives because without purpose or without vision, life has no significance. You know, we have purpose when we have hope. And um, I just want to read quickly in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. You see, God has destined each and every one of us for a purpose on this earth. You know, God has given each one of us gifts. You know that our gifts are also est- establishes our identity in Christ because we will know who we are and why were we created. You know, sometimes we, God gives us, um, you know, supernatural gifts. We all have natural talent, something that we are, are drawn to, that we can do naturally, that no one else can do. So our gifts are established and identi- us establishes our identity in Christ. And it's not just about our gifting as who we belong to, not what we can do, but who we belong to. God's given each and every one of us gifts and our gifts are our tools to fulfill our purpose. In Romans eleven twenty nine, it says, for the gifts of God is irrevocable, meaning that God will never take it from us. You know, some people use their gifts for the world and others use it for, for, for God's purpose and redirects it for God's kingdom. The gifts that God has given us are not only meant to be a blessing for us, but it is for the benefit for the people that God places around you. Okay, so others are waiting on us to fulfill our calling so that they may step into their purpose and calling. So our gifts and purposes are designed to serve others. You know that God has even placed us strategically and geographically in certain areas to fulfill his purpose. Sometimes we have seasonal purposes. You know, God will place you 
in a certain area or a certain job or wherever you may find yourself for a certain purpose. And our purpose is something, as I said, we are naturally drawn to do. It's effortless. Sometimes it's something we just really enjoy. I mean, if you think about some people who can just, you know, who can draw beautifully, they can paint. Other people have got beautiful voices. You know, they can sing. Other people are just good with mathematics. Um, Other people are interested in animals or nature. Every single one of us have got something that we're good at, drawn to, and that we naturally, um, you know, can do. So knowing our purposes or knowing our gifts, our gifts are normally entwined in our purpose. You know, God gives you those gifts to be able to fulfill your purpose. So knowing your purpose enables you also to set goals, to keep focus, and it gives direction to your life. In Philippians 3.15, it says, let's keep focus on the goal, those of us who want everything God has for us. Let us keep focus on that, which is our goal. Our purpose is our God-given mission on this earth. You know, God has given us gifts and talents to fulfill his purpose on this earth, and we should use it for his purpose to increase and multiply his kingdom. You know that you were born, as I said, for a time such as this. And if I look at God's purpose, you know, we've got individual giftings, um, we've got certain talents, and that, as I said, is all established in our environment that God has put us in, you know, certain things we've inherited from our parents. Um, you know, God has predained everything for us. But when we are called, when we are believers, as spiritual believers on this earth, together we form the body of Christ. You know, once you give your life to the Lord, those gifts that he's given you is for his purpose. Meaning, um, and, and then Together, as the body of Christ, you know, we become the hands and feet of God. You see, the body of Christ is not contained in a church building. The body of Christ is a living organism of spiritual people that together accomplish the will of God on this earth. So I just want to read Romans 12, 4 to 5, which says, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so is it with Christ's body as we all belong to each other. Okay, so so let me just quickly recap. We've got, we were all born. Um, God placed us in families. He's um, given us certain, um, even the way we look, it's all um, pre-planned before time. God has given us gifts. And sometimes we discover our gifts, sometimes we don't. We're born with natural gifts and talents. And all of us have got a desire to do something. Even the desires that God places in your heart is part of his purpose for your life. And when we become Christians and we discover our our gifts, God wants us to use our gifts for his purpose. And when we become part of the body of Christ, when we when we give our lives to the Lord, we automatically become part of the body of Christ. And as I said, it's not contained in a church. It's not a building. Um, the body of Christ is a living organism. It's all the spiritual people, everyone that believes in Christ. Each one has a purpose to accomplish, to accomplish 
God's purpose on this earth. And our, the body represents God's kingdom and his culture. And as the body of Christ, we have a corporate purpose. Now, let's look at the corporate purpose that God has given us. This purpose is to present Christ on the earth. One of the functions of the Holy Spirit is to help us to become more Christ-like as we work out our salvation. So God wants us to build his character in us so that he may present so that we may represent him on this earth. And God has given each one of us gifts, as I said, to fulfill our God-given purpose and to do his will. And one of the, the corporate functions that we have is to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God to others and save those who are under the rule of Satan. Every believer, all of us, have a responsibility and one of the biggest responsibilities that we have is to make disciples of all nations. And that is one of God's greatest commandments in Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen to 20. It says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples out of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the end of age. Another purpose, um, being part of the body of Christ, is to bring healing and deliverance to those who are bound by the enemy. And if you read Isaiah 61, it says, He came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to set the captives free. And we, God uses us, we are his vessels to accomplish his will on this earth. And that is part of our corporate purpose. You know, we are there to equip others to fulfill their purpose um, and to become effective in God's kingdom. You know, um, Ephesians four twelve to 14 says, is to equip the saints for ministry to help others grow in maturity in Christ and to overcome the kingdom of darkness. You know, every time you and I step into our gifting, step into our purpose, we are actually doing spiritual warfare. We are overcoming the kingdom of darkness. So within the corporate purpose, each one of us has a specific purpose or an individual function. And I just want to read Romans 12, 6 to 8, which says, In this grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak with as much faith as he has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If your gift is teaching, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraged. If your gift is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership abilities, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. You know, you don't have to be um, a, a pastor in the church or work for the church to do this. No matter where God has placed you, whether it's a circular workplace, you can serve him with your individual gifts. And that all contributes to your purpose and God's purpose. And we also need to understand that God, that as I said previously, we were born with natural gifts. 
um, and talents, those are the things that come naturally to, naturally to us and not others. And as I said, God's gifts are irrevocable. And when I say irrevocable, means whether you serve God or not, when you were born, you were given gifts already because God created you with purpose. And those gifts were always meant to fulfill the purpose. And, you know, sometimes there are many people on this earth that have not given their lives to the Lord yet, but they still have the gift. You know that you can still operate in your gifting even though you don't serve God. And we have a choice. We can either use it um, to honor God, to benefit his kingdom, or we can use it to serve the world. I mean, if you think about all the the famous um, singers, um, you know, who haven't given their lives to the Lord. They've been given a gift to sing. So either they can sing for Christ or become a worship leader, or they can sing for the world. So the gifts are still there. And besides your natural gifts, there are also other gifts that are available to us. And these gifts are available to the body of Christ. Um, As we minister to others, we as individuals do not always possess these gifts. But as the Lord determines, the Holy Spirit will give these gifts to us. So these are other gifts. These are not gifts that are given to us. We've got gifts, the gifts of the Spirit. Now, just to explain the gifts of the Spirit, you know, just to, to share a story with you. Um, a friend of mine phoned me one day um, and said that her sister, I think it was, she had an angiogram, um, a blood clot to the brain, and she was in a coma. And all of a sudden, you know, you start praying and praying and praying. And I was praying for this situation. And in the midst of praying, you know, in your panic, in your oh, cry to the Lord, I've just had this supernatural um, gift of faith. And I, I just felt that the Lord was saying to me, she's going to be 100% fine. And all of a sudden, I just had this peace. And I stopped praying and I just... Say thank you, Father. She's going to be hundred percent. Now, this is an example of a gift of the Spirit. It's called the the gift of faith. All of a sudden, you have faith that arises up in you. Faith to go and pray for someone. Faith to go lay hands on someone. Faith to do it. And that faith doesn't come by you. That that is a gift that the Holy Spirit gives you at a particular time. Yes, I believe we all can flow in it. Not That gift is not just for, for one person. It's for each one of us as God determines. So I want to read the scripture in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, 11. It says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for common good. To one there is a gift through the Spirit, a message of wisdom. You know, sometimes you're praying for someone and you get a word of wisdom to another, a message of knowledge, um, you know, to another faith by the same spirit. That is, you know, faith that um, that I was talking about, the faith that arises. And to another, prophecy. All of a sudden, you just feel you need to say something to someone that you just feel on your heart. And that could be a word of direction. Um, it doesn't mean you flow in prophecy or you're a prophet But for that specific time, God gives you a word for someone else. To another, to distinguish between spirits. You know, sometimes God gives us wisdom and discernment. 
you know, you just have that feeling, oh, something's not right here. And that is the spirit of discernment. For that particular moment, God is giving you a warning. It's another speaking in different kinds of tongues. I don't know if you've ever been in church and someone has stood up and all of a sudden prayed in tongues. And it says no one knows what they are saying. But then someone will come and interpret that tongue. See, all these are the work of one and the same spirit, the same spirit that lives in us. It's God's spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So those are gifts that are available to us. And he will give it us, give the Holy Spirit will give us those gifts when we need it the most. So those are the gifts of the spirit. And another gift is also functional gift. Now functional is almost gifts that you have to function in. Those are your um, the office and I don't know if you heard of the office of the prophet and then you get the teacher, then you get the the apostle. All of those are you know, sometimes people are called to full time ministry, to operate in full time ministry as a pastor. And then that is the function that they operate in. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, 27 to 8. It says, you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. And God has placed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, then of helping, of guidance and of different kinds of tongues. And Ephesians four eleven says that so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastor, the teacher, to equip his people for the work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Okay, so I know that is a mouthful, but not everyone is called for full-time ministry. That means to to work in the church. And when you're called to work full-time in a church environment, it's just that that is your, that's where you operate as an apostle or a teacher or a pastor. That is your specific gift that God has called you for. And that gift is to equip the people that come to church, to equip the saints for ministry. So the people that come to church need to be equipped by a apostle, by a teacher, by a prophet, they all work together to equip God's people. So wherever God's people go, they will be mature and they will be able to live out their calling wherever God places them. You know, God may place you in the workplace and there you can obtain your, you know, walk in your calling, whichever God has given you with your gifts, with your, you know, some of us are called to be teachers. I know that is one of my gifts is to be a teacher and a pastor. So teachers are normally good by that. They love the word of God. You know, they love teaching other people like the same with me. When I get a revelation, I want to always tell someone else. I want to pass the, the information on. So if you naturally like that, and all of us have got that, then you've got a gift for teaching, you know, and then God might have given you a gift for teaching. You can use it as a teacher wherever you operate, but you've got the gift to explain something to someone that, that will make sense to, to them. And funny, not everybody has that gift. 
And then you get a visionary has always got ideas. And that's the apostolic that wants to put things into place. And then you get the evangelist. The evangelist can't wait to go and tell others about Jesus. You know, wherever they are, they want to tell people about the goodness of God. I mean, I've got a, a, a my neighbor um, that lives across the road from me, um, um Samuel. <laughs> He's He's in his 70s or 80s, but he walks around wherever he goes. He will preach to people in the shopping center, tell them about Jesus. He will pray for them. But wherever he is, he he spreads the word of God. Now, that's just an example of an evangelist. They need to tell um, God, um, you know, people about God. And then you get the prophet, people that just hear God so clearly that will give you time, a, a word in season. They just have a knowing, you know, that they, they, they know something and, and God lays it on their heart and they speak it out. And that is for the body of Christ. So we need the fivefold ministry. The five, those are the fivefold ministry. We need all of that so that we can become equipped in God, so that we can hear God clearly, so that we, we have someone that can teach us about the Word of God. All of these all work for our good. So the purpose of the fivefold ministry is to equip, help, encourage, and teach the members of the congregation or wherever they are um, to serve, um, you know, serving to mature, to help them to, come, to become mature and to operate in their giftings. You know, when you go to church, Church leaders are appointed to equip you so that you can go out and do what God's called you to do, whether it's in the marketplace, even where you are as a mommy, whether you're a cleaner, wherever you are, there you can minister, there you can make a difference. Some of you have got a heart to serve. Others got a, a heart to encourage other people. Those are all gifts that we can use. And, you know, God is such a good God. And he gives us according to, um, you know, he gives us all giftings. And if we can discover that, that is such an a awesome place to be. So let's just take a short break and then we can carry on. Thank you. Welcome back. It's Alana Olifee with Body Matters. And I've just been chatting about um, that, you know, we were born with purpose. And, you know, God has given us natural gifts and, you know, all our gifts, everything that God has gifted us with, he created us for purpose. And our gifts are our tools to accomplish our purpose on this earth. And our purpose is our mission. And, you know, once you and I discover our giftings, our purpose, and that we are made uniquely to fulfill God's calling in our lives, it's so much, you know, so awesome that we can we can have we can live and we can have we can set us goals, we can walk in that to fulfill that. And it's such an awesome knowing to know that we we know why we're here. So um, you know, every time when we um get together as the body of Christ and we function in our individual um giftings, we all contribute to a corporate um 
a corporate purpose and God has called us all as part of the body of Christ. So the body of Christ is at war against the kingdom of darkness. And I just want to recap that our weapons are our giftings and our giftings are our tools, as I said, to fulfill our purpose and our purpose is our mission. That's your and my mission on this earth. Every time we operate in our gifts, we are doing damage to the kingdom of darkness. And therefore, we are establishing the kingdom of heaven on earth. And what is the kingdom of heaven? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. As Christians, we should seek to discover our gifts And you know what? In doing this, we'll also discover our God-given purpose. And the greatest and most satisfying gift is to know what and who you were created for. And you know what? I just want to end off. And I know it's been a, a short program, but I want to end off with this beautiful poem. And this poem was written by um, a guy called, and I'm going to tell you his name right now, Russell Kelfer. And um, I just want to read it to you. The words are so beautiful. It says, you are who you are for a reason. It says, you are who you are for a reason. You're part of an integrate plan. You're precious and perfect, uniquely designed, called God's special woman or man. You look like you look for a reason. Our God made no mistake. He knit you together within the womb. You're just what he wanted to make. The parents you had were the ones he chose. And no matter how you may feel, they were custom designed with God's plan in mind and they bear the master seal. No, that trauma you faced was not easy and God wept that it hurt you so. But it was allowed to shape your heart so that into his likeness you will grow. You are who you are for a reason. You have been formed by the master's rod. You are who you are, beloved, because there is a God. Now, many of you have listened to this and you say, well, you know what, I still don't know what my purpose is. But I just want to tell you today that you were created Uniquely, God thought about you. You were not a mistake. The fact that you're breathing, you are not a mistake. You know, God has made you so unique. Everything that you've experienced, whether good or bad, as I said, what the enemy intended for your harm, God will work it out for your good. And many of you may be sitting in a rough place at the moment. You may even be in a, a situation where you've been abused. You, you may be wherever you are or whatever you've gone through in your past. You know what? God will bring you out stronger. You know, God will strengthen you. Everything that hurts you, everything that, that you've gone through, when you come out of that, when God takes you out of that situation, you will be so refined, so, um, you know, God has, God has placed you, not, I wouldn't say God has placed any of us in situations or bad situations, but sometimes God will grow us even in the hardest places. You know that thing where it says iron sharpens iron. 
you know, we, you know, sometimes we are, we sit in difficult, we have difficult relationships, but sometimes those relationships, um, even though it might look bad on the outside, or you may say, God, why did you put me in this situation? But even in the midst of all of that, God is shaping your character. He's refining you. He is making you strong. You know, we don't grow in um, places where it's um, content and everything is peaceful. We grow sometimes in hard places. And I know wherever you are, no matter how bad it seems, when you call out to God and you ask him, Lord, why am I here? What is your purpose, God? I don't see a way out Just remember that God is with you and everything will work out for your good, for your purpose, for for his purpose. God will help you, he's shaping you, he's molding you into that masterpiece. And remember that no matter how broken you may feel on the inside, God can still use you. You are not broken to him. God can fix you. He created you. He can fix you. And he's light. It says even in your weakness, God is your strength. And you are born. You are not here by coincidence. God has value upon your life. He values your life. He knitted you in your mother's womb. He created you. He loves you. You are valuable to him. And I believe you need to hear it. Your life is precious to him. He took time to form you. No matter whether your mother didn't want you or your father had forsaken you, God says, I will never forget you. Your your name is written on the palm of my hands. He will never forsake you. You might be an orphan. You might have been rejected by your husband. You might have been rejected by your a family member, even your own parents. But God says, I will never reject you. I will never forget you. I've got you safe in the palm of my hands. You are worthy. You are worthy. I created you with purpose. And sometimes we don't see it, but God's plans are better than our own plans. Submit your ways unto the Lord and he will direct your path. Give your life to him and he will turn whatever is broken, as I said, into your greatest victory today. And I believe many of you need to hear it today. You are there. You God loves you. God loves you. I just want to pray for you, Father, every person that is tuned in, that's listening to this program today, Lord, where they feel like their life is so useless, where they feel, Lord, they're so broken, where they feel, Lord, like you've forsaken them today, God, I pray that you will reveal yourself to them like never before, that they will know that they are worthy, that you love them no matter how where or what they find themselves in, whatever the situation is, God, let them call out to you. It says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Save them today, Father. Reveal to them today that which you've placed in them, that diamond, that rough diamond. God, show them their purposes 
in Jesus' name. I just have this word on my heart for someone. God is saying, take what you have. Whatever gifts you have, whatever you're good at, whatever you have in your, um, yeah, wherever you, whatever you've got, use it for His purpose. Use what you've got. Don't go look for something else. Use the gift that God has given you. And God says that gift will bring you before great men. That is what the word of God says. Your giftings will bring you before great men. It will open doors for you. It will open doors for you. If you can sing, go sing. If you can do art, if you're good at art, do art because God will open doors for you. Um, whatever it is that you're talented is, if you can make build stuff, build it. You might be sitting there and say, Lord, I have no work. I don't know what the next, where my next income is going to come from. Use your gift. Use your gifts. Use what you have right now that is available to you. And God will work it out and he will open doors for you like never before. So thank you so much once again for tuning into Body Matters. And I really pray that you've got a little bit more of understanding of the purposes in God's corporate purpose when you you know, belong to him and that you've got an individual purpose. No matter where you are as a mother in the workplace, doesn't matter. You can be a sweeper. Doesn't matter where you are, you are valuable and you've got a gift and you have purpose. And I want to bless you with that this week and looking forward to chatting to you again next Saturday at the same time. Have a blessed week from me, Alana Willie Fee. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.